0: It's time for episode number nine of Precipe Your Luck. This week, we talk about the Vietnamese grilled lemongrass pork chops we made last week. And then we play another thrilling round of Time Machine Precipe Your Luck, courtesy of some former Serious Eats weekly email. I'm Ian, and here's Kate.
1: Hi, everyone. Ian, you know how I told you about the plates that Macy's sold briefly this week that had smaller and smaller circles that said mom jeans, favorite jeans, skinny jeans? Yeah. Oh, dear God. (laughs) I'm going to talk about that for a little bit. Okay. So, Macy's, God bless them, they were quick to act against the backlash, which I suppose is really good, since apparently common sense and decency had completely left them already. Um, The company that made the plates is grossly named Portions, P-O-U-R-T-I-O-N-S. Get it? Portions? Get it? Get it? See how clever that is? Uh, They defend their plates based on studies that show people consume more food with larger plates. But does it? You know, I had to go look at the research. Um, Now, first of all, let me say, before I talk about the research, it doesn't matter because shame. However, let's look at the research. Uh, A study I found from 2013 said it doesn't matter what size the plates are. They were studying specifically Fat women. Plate size did not matter at a buffet where there were no restraints provided. Another study from 2011 said that it didn't matter. A more recent study from 2017 indicated that plate size was relevant for people with lower BMI but not higher BMI, not getting into the nonsense of BMI. (laughs) And finally, a study from 2018 indicates that when you're hungry, plate size doesn't matter. So, no, there's no defense of these. And let's not even talk about how this is really attacking women. Mom jeans. It's not dad bod.
0: Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah,
1: it's, I mean, it's it is, sexist
0: on top of <laughs>
1: sexist. It's fattest. It's shaming. It's it's bad. Yep. Okay. All right. Moving on from the studies, I will we will have links to the studies in the show notes. Um, but more importantly, dictating plate size and dictating portion size takes the eater further away from intuitive eating in connection with their body. So when you're told this is how much you get no matter what, that's not going to make you feel comfortable and safe with your food. You're going to, if someone says this is all you get, you're going to eat all of it, even if it's more than you want. Right. Because you feel limited. And our primitive brain has not evolved to the point where it knows that for a lot of people, we have plenty of food. We're still living with that primitive brain that tells us that, no, you know, we don't know when the saber-toothed tiger is going to go away. (laughs) We can hunt again. Saber-toothed tiger and man might not have lived together. I don't want to hear about it. Y'all understand what I'm talking about. Um, So you set yourself up for those feelings of deprivation. And what does deprivation lead to? Binging. Okay. So that's not a great thing to go back and forth between eating too little and eating too much. Neither is a place of comfort or nurturing. Right. More importantly... No. Most importantly, the, the I had more importantly. Now to most importantly, I should have numbered these things. <laughs> number, l- number number A. Uh, most importantly, shame-based motivation does not work in the long run. Shame might help you move change something for the short term. Long term, it's not going to work. It doesn't matter whether the shame is external like those dumb plates, or internal, like that voice in your head that repeatedly tells you you suck, that is not going to cause long-term positive growth. Right. Long-term positive growth comes from self-compassion and believing that you are a person worthy of improvement and creating a safe, emotionally safe environment where you can experiment with ways to improve yourself. Okay, so I'm also going to link to the self-compassion test, Kristen Neff's self-compassion test, so y'all can see if you're self-compassionate. Most of us are not. We are all works yeah. in progress.
0: Big shout-out to Kristen Neff.
1: Big shout-out to Kristen Neff. Not very many people I'd sweat outside for, but I would for <laughs> her. Okay, so takeaway is Macy's is dumb plates are those plates were dumber oh they also had ones for like wine but i don't know you know i don't know if macy's sold those and what was or if they were worried about scaring off their you know mommy wino demographic um anyway we're gonna move on so oh yes and love yourself guys you're all worthy of love and you're all are enough just as you are here here okay uh, let's see. Oh yeah, I usually say something more clever to segue, don't I? That's yeah, okay. Okay, so oh, survey results. So last week, our 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 listeners also wanted to try the Vietnamese grilled lemongrass pork chops, just like us. Ian, can you remind us of that description?
0: Sure, the Vietnamese grilled lemongrass pork chops. All right, I'm gonna take one. I'm gonna take one stab at the the uh, Vietnamese here. So forgive me if I, this is terrible, but I believe it's Tit Heo Nung Vietnamese lemongrass grilled pork chops is one of the easiest Vietnamese restaurant dishes to replicate at home. All you need is a few common ingredients for the marinade, shallots, lemongrass, garlic, sugar, pepper, and fish sauce, some thinly sliced pork chops, and a nice hot fire. So where did we buy the ingredients?
1: We bought them at Central Market.
0: And how did we deviate from the recipe?
1: We served grilled pineapple instead of cucumber slices. Because pineapple goes with everything. That's true. We have often used pineapple as a lure for other meals. (laughs) Like, if you eat this, you get grilled pineapple.
0: I do love some grilled pineapple.
1: God, pineapple's so good. Okay, sorry.
0: Uh, How long did it take?
1: Uh, The prep and cooking really didn't take that long. The recipe said about 30 minutes active, and that sounds about right to me. However, we did not have a mortar and pestle actually we did but it had only been used to crush dog pills and we're currently (laughs) up to date on our parvo shots so i wanted to get a new one which turned into another epic katie adventure and the answer's target the answer's always target (laughs) okay moving on
0: uh how was the cleanup
1: it was super easy
0: uh leftover potential
1: and there's never any leftover pineapple when we
0: grill it. That's true.
1: Uh, lowering the leftover potential. So I guess it depends on how you feel about leftover pork chops.
0: All right. And the results.
1: Um, let's start with what you thought.
0: So for me, this was one of, those, one of those dishes where, like, when I took the first bite, there was that, that momentary, the, the first taste I got was actually really pleasant. I was like, hey, this, there, there's, this is pretty good. But then it had a really strong aftertaste of, like, by about the second or third bite, all I could taste was lemongrass and some some sort of weird herby blend that I just could not get past. Um, so, yeah, it... Uh, I, briefly i had hope because they they did look good they cooked they cooked up well and that was one thing the the meat was really well cooked
1: oh yeah you did a great job cooking the meat
0: um but that yeah that that flavor mix was just too much for me um the like i said but after about 3 bites all i could taste was lemongrass and and herbs and yeah it was very unpleasant
1: yeah, I I they they wasn't my it wasn't my favorite. And maybe the fish sauce wasn't high quality enough. I'd read in the comments of either the recipe or the blog that you need to find something that was amber colored and clear and I don't know from fish sauce. They had two hmm. bottles, one was $7, one was $85. <laughs> I picked the $7 bottle. Good choice. Good choice. <laughs> And it is possible I didn't get the marinated ingredients incorporated correctly because I used the mortar and pestle, and I did not move on to the food processor because I didn't want to dirty something else. I also realized that I switched out the brown sugar for palm sugar because I didn't want to track down another weird ingredient. So that was a substitution I did make, which somebody else had said that they had made in the comments, and I just went with that. Um, I, all I could taste was lemon pledge. It just tasted like lemon pledge. And I, I just have a sensitive palate when it comes to herbs and I need to be respectful of it. Maybe with less marinade, it might've been okay. I'm just not in a hurry to try that again.
0: Yeah. uh, Yeah. I could definitely believe, yeah, if we, if we made more adjustments to it to account for our personal taste, right. And cut way back. You know, maybe just a tiny bit of the herbs and and all you could have something there. But then again, by at that point, then might you as well might just well have just make, pork chops. Yeah, whatever pork chops you're used to.
1: And we made that sauce to go on the side. the
0: oh yeah, nook
1: chom or I, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's not something I've ever really liked in Vietnamese restaurants, even though I've enjoyed other Vietnamese dishes. And I follow that ingredient that recipe to a tea. And because I and I read in the comments, people were like, oh, I, I use this all the time. I put it over eggs, blah blah blah. Good for you. Uh, <laughs> I was not a fan, and you did not seem to like it either. Well,
0: I just found it. the The flavor of that was just overpowering. That was one of those it things. Where you Just a drop on the tongue was like getting punched in the face. I just found it incredibly strong. <laughs> I wonder if strong the limes
1: and... were too limey. I don't know. Uh, I don't know I don't what know. it was. I don't know
0: it it was and it was but it was only like part of it was citrus, but part of it was something else it
1: was fish sauce, it's basically sugar water lime it's water, sugar, lime juice, and fish sauce and garlic.
0: I guess it was the combo of the the citrus and the fish sauce then was all I got, but yeah, but it was just yeah, it, was, it came across yeah. so strong.
1: This just wasn't a meal for us if if a meal yeah. can't be saved by grilled pineapple, it's not gonna work <laughs> for us.
0: Yeah, I think that's true. But I true. do kind
1: of want to have pork chops again. Oh yeah. Just you know, regular pork chops. Pork chops with grilled pineapple with some barbecue sauce on them. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'd be down for that. That sounds good. Okay, so you ready to move on to to next week? Yeah. All right. This is our last historical email, and so we're gonna have to be we're gonna have to change how we play going forward. We're going to start creating a list of recipes, not limited to quick dinners, that we're interested in, and programmer Ian will create a random generator to select five new recipes each week. I challenge you, Ian, and myself to add on ones that we might be interested in, even if they're not completely straight in our wheelhouse, so that we continue to expand our palette and challenge our palette, because that's the goal. Yeah. Uh, we are open to baked goods, side dishes, main courses, desserts, whatever. If listeners, if you have recipes you want us to try, p- please send them along and they will get added to the list. Uh, it might take a few weeks to get this going, but we'll keep putting out new episodes on something awesome in the, in the interim. I actually had an idea we could each pick our own our, we could each pick our favorite pork shoulder recipe and discuss that maybe next week. Potentially, potentially. Yeah. Okay. All right. So moving on to this week.
0: Oh, is this the rules for me?
1: Oh yes, this is the rules, Ian. Sorry.
0: Uh, okay, so this is a uh, it's a pressure luck game. Uh, we're gonna start reading recipes. You pick, you must pick one and only one. If you pass on one, it's gone forever. So if you don't like Monday, you can go on. But once you hear the rest of the recipes, you can't go back. If you get to Friday, you must take that recipe. And with that, Monday.
1: Stir-fried lo mein noodles with pork and vegetables. This lo mein is tossed with a colorful and crisp cabbage mix and tenderized strips of pork. It's a quick and well-rounded stir-fry, perfect for kicking off the week. This,
0: this is a tricky one because on the, the one picture hand... it
1: looks Yummy.
0: We love a good pork loin. Oh
1: made. me, we do. But every time we've tried but to make it, that's what I gonna say. We've tried
0: to make it at home a couple of times, and it's disaster. never been good. Never, never. been good when we have tried to make it at home.
1: Yeah, but it looks so good. I say we move on.
0: Yeah, I think that's where I'm leaning to. Okay. All right then, Tuesday.
1: Sweet and sour grilled chicken. It must be Japanese because its other name is yakitori. Nanban. Nan. I did yakitori so well. (laughs) Uh, Nanbansu. Nanbansu is a sweet sour Japanese sauce dip and marinade made from soy sauce, vinegar, mirin, and sugar. Now, see that sounds good. Mm -hmm. It's very popular as a sauce for fried chicken. But it also makes an excellent marinade for yakitori, grilled chicken skewers, too. Hmm. That seems like more of an appetizer. But it does that, look good, that's too. That's true.
0: Skewers, are, skewers do feel like a good summertime meal, yeah. though.
1: It looks like white meat. It does feel like a good summertime meal. Hmm. You, want, you want to go for it?
0: I might be leaning that way. Yeah, what do you think? Okay. All right. We're going to make some yakitori.
1: We're going to make some yakitori.
0: All right. But moving on for everybody else. Wednesday.
1: Uh, Provencal. Can we please? I have so many um, international words here. It's Ratatouille from Provence. Which you think I would like. Uh, This classical... Summer stew from Provence features eggplant, summer squash, bell peppers, onion, garlic, and tomatoes, along with plenty of olive oil. Take some leftovers for lunch tomorrow. It gets even better the next day. Serve slightly chilled or at room temperature.
0: Sounds like, almost like the French version of the Italian thing we made a couple weeks ago.
1: Yeah, but chilled. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. All right,
0: Thursday.
1: Steak Sandwiches with Roasted Tomatoes, Parmesan, and Radicchio. The appeal of a steak sandwich lies in the fact that it's steak. That's <laughs> genius writing. <laughs> and yet, it's all the other components that make it truly special. This one is layered with an easy roasted cherry tomato jam, a creamy anchovy and cheese spiked sauce, and a bright, and bitter salad, pickles, pickled onions, and Parmesan. Cheers to the almost freaking weekend, huh? I,
0: it's that one's intriguing. I, I'm a huge fan of of steak sandwiches, but they
1: kind of lost me the creamy anchovy and cheese spikes. Yeah, to say that
0: felt like that might have just a little too much. That's one of those <laughs> foods for me that I, I like the the basics so well with just you know meat and cheese and, and a few toppings that I don't, I don't know that needs all that much fancy stuff.
1: Yeah. What kind of steak you buy and you need to dress it up like that. Mm. Okay.
0: And Friday.
1: Oh, we have, we have quite the, uh, Pangea meal here. Italian seafood salad, pasta salad. And yes, salad is in there twice with Vietnamese noodles. Two classic Dishes, Italian-style seafood salad and refreshing pasta salad, collide in this perfect summer dish, bright with lemon and olive oil. The secret is the selection of pasta. Asian rice noodles deliver the perfect texture and flavor-absorbing powers to make every bite taste like pure seafood salad bliss. <laughs> hmm.
0: Okay. Mildly intriguing, but I think we picked well.
1: Yes, I, I agree. <laughs> and the weekend project from this email, y'all, y'all, seriously, uh, you got to do this. The sous vide brisket. Oh. So <laughs> I'm not allowed to buy brisket anymore because the last one I bought was so <laughs> big. It it could barely be contained in our largest of sous vide vessels. However... How many, ba- in addition to the meal we had that night for just the two of us, mm-hmm. how many bags of brisket did we get?
0: Was it 19? I think Ni- it was 19. 19
1: bags of brisket. So 19 little bags of happiness. You've had a bad day, you're tired, you just want to go home, but you want something meaty and yummy and quick. Oh my gosh, pull out a bag of brisket, defrost it in the microwave. Cheese brisket goes good on a cheese quesadilla on top of a baked potato. What else? does Brisket's great, guys. You Throw can have it, on a it bun, with a bagel.
0: <laughs> smother it in barbecue sauce. Go to town.
1: So yummy. So if you've been thinking about sous and you're like, I don't know, yeah. make the brisket. We're having sous steak tonight. Yes, we are. It's close to my birthday. That's right. All right. Well, that's yeah. it for me.
0: Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you for listening to Precipe Your Luck. Visit our website at www.precipeyourluck.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And if you played along tonight, use this week's survey to tell us what you picked. You can find a link to the survey in the episode notes, along with the studies Kate mentioned earlier. For Kate, I'm Ian, and we'll be back next week.
1: Bye!